Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that re-watches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Alicia Thayer. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. Thank you for joining us this time on part two of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's covering the parts where Star-Lord leaves the prison and enters a Milano to Rocket announcing they're a bunch of jackasses for standing around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and here's the summary for that section Tony just talked about. <clears throat> Ronan meets with Gamora's adoptive father, Thanos, to discuss her betrayal. Quill's group flee to Nowhere, a remote criminal outpost in space built in the giant severed head of a celestial. A drunken Drax summons Ronan while the rest of the group meet Gamora's contact, the Collector. Uh, the Collector opens the orb, revealing an Infinity Stone, an item of immeasurable power that destroys all but the most powerful beings who wield it. Hmm. Uh, the Collector's tormented assistant, uh, Karina, grabs the stone, triggering an explosion that engulfs the Collector's archive. Ronan arrives and easily defeats Drax, while the others flee by ship. Pursued by Ronan's followers and Gamora's adoptive sister, Nebula. Nebula destroys Gamora's ship, leaving her floating in space, and Ronan's fighters capture the orb. Quill contacts Yondu before following Gamora into space, giving her his helmet to survive. Yondu arrives and retrieves the pair. Rocket, Drax, and Groot threaten to attack Yondu's ship to rescue them, but Quill negotiates a truce, promising the orb to Yondu. Quill's group agrees that facing Ronan means certain death, but that they cannot let him use the Infinity Stone to destroy the galaxy. Then they all stand around like a bunch of jackasses. (laughs) (laughs) So we can all agree that nothing happens in this part of the movie. We can just move on, right? All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No. This was a great two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us on the Marvel Cinematic Rewind. No, th- no, it's quite the opposite. This is actually a very dense part of the movie. Right? Yeah. All right. Um, we start off with um, Star-Lord pretending to be Iron Man, flying out into space and landing on the ship. Right. Yeah. And I, I like uh, Drax's reaction. Like, oh, I forget what he says. Some like, you were magnificent. What were you retrieving? And he shows him the tape deck. He's like, you are an imbecile. Right? <laughs> like, uh, so funny. Well, I mean, he had to have a good reason for holding them off, but uh, but yeah, yeah, that uh, that makes a lot of sense. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, um, uh, mm-hmm. I realized, by the way, we never did Easter eggs from the last uh, uh, episode. Well, yeah, well, we just talk about them when they come up, usually now. We don't okay. have a certain Easter egg section, which, yeah, that's good. We're coming up on Easter egg extravaganza. I know. I'm so excited. Which, which is a big deal after uh, Ready Player One came out, which that put this to shame. But it's pretty good. Uh, I saw that already. It was good. <laughs> I, I saw, I've seen it twice. Uh, very nice. <laughs> All right. Anyway, but back to Marvel, which they didn't have a lot of Marvel <laughs> references, which disappointed me. They had like two. No, they don't really have them in the book either. Yeah, they had the same one. Uh, the, he refers to being a superhero named Wade Watts as like uh, yeah. Peter Parker or Bruce Banner. Yep. And that's it. Womp womp. That's it. Womp anyway, womp. back to Marvel. <laughs> uh, well, with that nice segue, so <laughs> still <laughs> in the Milano, um, my favorite thing there was seeing uh, Rocket immediately start building a bomb. Or bombs, right? sorry, <laughs> multiple explosives. Um, 
this is when I fell in love with that character. I mean, he was great before, but he mm-hmm. was, that was his first reaction. Oh, I'm on some random dude ship. He seemed pretty cool. We we escaped a prison together. I'm going to tear it apart and make bombs because right. that's probably going to come in handy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm okay. sure he was a Boy Scout, so, you know, be prepared <laughs> and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I also like that uh, Gamora insults or tries to insult uh, Quill and is like, your your uh, ship is filthy. And he's like, dude, if there was a black light, it would look like a Jackson Pollock painting. And I was like, oh, oh, no. Yeah, you don't want to touch anything. No. Nope. Uh, to leave Marvel again. Uh, it reminds me of the Han- the Solo trailer, the new movie, where you look how clean it was just right before Han Solo got the Millennium Falcon. And now no. what it looks like. It was just like, oh, oh God, what did you do? Right. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Chewie in the next room, that's not okay. At least Quill was by himself. Right. <laughs> yeah, um... So uh, we go nowhere after this. Like, not literally nowhere. But we go to nowhere. Yeah. K-N-O-W-H-E-R-E. Yeah. Um, nowhere is, as I said, the head of a celestial, who's actually, for all we know, could be like the uncle of Quill, since we find out his dad was also a celestial. In the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh man, I want to um, see that family tree. Uh, I'm trying to remember. There's a the nowhere head is an actual like the I don't I know it's not actually named in the uh, in the movie movie, but I know he has a name. Yeah, um, I'm my blind spot in the comics is all this galactic stuff. Like I know each one of these guys have names and stuff, but I don't really know about that. Uh, hang on, I'll see if I can find it. All right. Um. Yeah. Let's uh, let's keep going while Alicia's looking for that. Uh, you'll you'll yell it out. I'm sure. Yep. Um. <laughs> yeah. So um, they land there, and uh, a they run into a little girl, and Groot picks a fl- grows a flower, picks it off of him, and gives it to a little girl, which is like me giving some dead skin to a child I just met. But it's meant to be pretty dead skin. <laughs> yeah, dead skin <laughs> off of a tattoo, but still. <laughs> um, this is a proof to me that adult Groot and baby Groot are two different people because adult Groot is very sweet and baby Groot's an asshole. Well, <laughs> uh, it's been revealed that they're not the same Groot. Yeah, yeah, but even that before that was revealed, people—I mean, people—freaked out when James Gunn said. He, they were not the same people. And they're like, this is proof, even before he came out and said it, that, yeah. Right. This is, this is not I, the same I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can agree with that, because this Groot is an adult, and baby Groot is a baby. It, accurate. Like, like, just, just as a person, <laughs> like, at that age, you're, you're thinking very differently, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, generally, babies, toddlers, you know, things of that age range are, uh, you know, not really thinking of others as much. So I don't know if I could really think of that as as evidence of, of supporting that. I mean, well, I I'll agree with James Gunn, but I don't know if this one really specifies that. No, well, my thinking is, I mean, it's I think it's like the nature versus nurture argument. This Groot, baby Groot, is uh, um 
being nurtured and raised probably very differently than how adult Groot was raised <laughs> because he's being raised by Rocket this time. So I feel like just <laughs> he, he's going to have different personality, different memories. Even if he's a complete clone, that doesn't make him the same person. As I've learned in the seminal classic Multiplicity, you're not the same person you're cloned from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, that okay. guy was. That's a bad argument. As I learned in oh. Star Wars Attack of the Clones, <laughs> you're not the same person. <laughs> okay, I'll buy that one. Yeah. That one works for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they uh, split up, and um, I don't want to take Al has a little quote right here. <laughs> oh well it's only because i actually wanted to talk about that scene too um yeah. but uh yeah so half of the group goes to a wretched hive of scum and villainy uh where they're you know where they're gambling and all drinking so we've got uh was it drax rocket and Groot right there mm-hmm. um so i had a couple things one um well while they're gambling i guess the the game is this this big little animal thing is eating the other small animal things uh-huh. yep. uh, Groot was super surprised when that happened like he was not expecting that no which is not at all what I expect from this character so far knowing that he grievously assaults other people well they're people yeah, but they're he not creatures and he doesn't eat them uh me <laughs> sure Maybe he's fine. He's used to plants eating other plants, or maybe even plants eating animals. But an animal eating another animal—that's that's gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, I'll take it. Uh, the other one has Drax ever drank and/or gambled before? Because uh, this all seemed completely new to him. Uh, Gambling—it would surprise me if he gambled before, just because a lot of gambling. Not this, obviously, but like poker. And other things, you have to lie. And Drax is not a very strong liar. No. <laughs> so I, I would be surprised if he's gambled a lot. Though, I bet, like, the first time he ever did gamble, it was a, a very interesting experience for whoever he played against. A, because if he doesn't understand the game, he'd be like, have the serious face to be like, I have this. And nobody would know if he was actually, like, truthful about it. Because it's like, why would you tell me that? It would be his honesty would work in his favor in that case. So, yeah, and it depends if he has his um, uh, if everyone knows who Drax is, because no one's gonna want to make Drax the destroyer lose, because you know he'll rip your arm off, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, we get this intercut with um, uh, Peter and Gamora and Peter's uh, pelvic sorcery. Pelvic sorcery. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, putting the moves on Gamora, and she sees right through that. Hmm. Yeah, but um, it's just like I will not be subject <laughs> to your sorcery. Your pelvic sorcery. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also like how he recounts the stories of um, of the legend of Footloose to her. Or Kevin right. Bacon saves this whole town with sticks up their asses. Like, who put their sticks up those asses? <laughs> or... Right? That seems like such a bad thing. <laughs> uh... But 12 and... Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yep. I'm sure I'm sure there's much closer than being mentioned in a film. But he hasn't been in a Marvel film. He's been in an X-Men film. Oh, really? Yeah, he was uh, the bad guy in first class. I haven't seen it. Uh, it's it's alright. I mean... There are just a couple of good X-Men films, but that's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and then we go back and we see like Rocket is just breaking down and ready to obliterate Drax for calling him vermin. And this is like really finally getting to know Rocket. It's just like what he's been through, why he acts the way he is, and the kind of hell he's been through being torn apart and put back together multiple times. Right. It was a heartbreaking scene. It's just like, oh, poor baby. Yeah. Um. I'm. I can't wait for when possibly Rocket meets um Black Widow because they mentioned mentioned the Avengers. She knows what it feels like to be taken apart and put back together. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Possibly more mentally than physically, but possibly physically. We don't know too much about her backstory yet. Well, we do know... Uh, the I think F'd from... up stuff, Age of Ultron. Right. Yeah, we learned that she can't have kids in that. Yeah. Um, and then we learned a little bit about the Red Room where she gets... Um, mm-hmm. She got trained and stuff, so... Yep. Lots of fun. And uh, hint for the future. In one of the many shows we'll be watching, they'll actually talk more about that stuff. So we'll find Ooh. out more about that. Yeah. All right. That's our post credit scene. <laughs> All right. And I'm then. Like, um, which show? Yeah. We get to. The, um, the Americans. Yeah, the Americans. Yep, they're Russian. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get uh, the collector's assistant pretty much saying Karina. that he's ready for you. Karina saying they're ready and then they enter um Easter Egg Central the collector's museum yes <laughs> Easter uh, eggs alright um who wants to start oh um uh, <laughs> uh I, I, guess. I guess it's not Alicia yeah, like, <laughs> I, I don't know I don't know Oh, so so how are we gonna do? Are we gonna go one at a time? Just go in a circle? I'm good with that. Sure. Um, or let's see, Alicia, <laughs> you are a little east of me. Al, you're about three thousand miles east. Uh, we'll, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we'll 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 start we'll start with you, Al, since you had the idea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, so my the the first one we see, and I uh, I guess. Okay, this feels a little bit like cheating because this one we don't actually see till an end scene. So I don't know if I should call it here, but I'm going to anyway, just because. Okay. I don't know when else to put it. Uh, you know, we we see Cosmo. Oh, we see the, him in that the scene. Cool little. Oh, we do. Yeah, okay, right. Rocket growls at him. Down here. Yeah, rock, they growl at each oh, other. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Well, never mind. Then my whole little tangent there of me uh, being stupid was for nothing. <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. So we see Cosmo, the the cool little. Uh, dog, the Russian sent into space that got lost and ended up with psychic powers, and uh, now the collector has him. I guess. Yep. yep. It's unfortunate. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that after so many years he still is wearing his rocket suit, cause or not his rocket suit, his space suit. Well, no, everyone would just think it's a golden retriever. <laughs> well, I mean, if I had an astronaut suit. I'd wear that whenever possible. Well, yeah, I mean, right? uh, I I think there's a like a <laughs> toilet built in, so I'd never take it off. So. <laughs> Fair enough. So, mm-hmm. Moral of the story: <laughs> Never buy Tony a spacesuit because it will just be Mm-mm. disgusting. <laughs> it will. That's uh, actually I, really gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Alicia, you want to do the next one? Uh, yeah, we get the Infinity Gems, the yes. backstory behind the Infinity Gems, and in that, um, you're cutting to get... the big one, <laughs> but it's okay. Go ahead. Oh, I, I'm cutting to the big one. 
Yeah, that's like the. I'm talking about all the Easter eggs in the back, and you're going straight oh. to the. Oh, story my bad. Part. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll wait to reveal the second part of that then. Okay. Okay. Uh, we see in one of the cages. We see the slugs from uh, James Gunn's uh, other movie, Slither. Okay, I got another one. Yeah, which means we have to cover that because if if they're in there, then Slither is part of the MCU. Which, that is a seriously messed up movie that I recommend everyone see. Especially if you like dark comedies and horror. Fair enough. Hmm. I might give that a shot. I might too. I'll go Uh, ahead. Yep. Alright, we see the back of Beta Ray Bill. Oh. Who, yeah. And so he's he's facing away from the screen. Or at least, if we don't see... No, 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 we do see him because he has the cape and everything. Um, we actually also see Beta Ray Bill later in Thor Ragnarok. We don't see the character. We see a statue yeah, of him. Yeah, no, that one. But uh, not, not moving into that. So so he's around. He's in the universe, but he's basically Thor, but not being Thor himself. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, we also see uh, Dark Elves, uh, one of the Dark Elves from yeah. Thor, Thor The Dark World. Yeah, I feel really bad about that Dark Elf. He looks so sad. Right, he was like, "I'm so stuck in this cage, laying on the bottom of it." Yeah, yeah, uh, and then another. Well, there's a lot more light in there. Yeah, than he's used to. It's true. <laughs> yeah, another uh, like faceless, faceless minion we see is we see Chitari in there. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which I feel like Chitari are like, um, drone species, kind of like ants. So this one's probably gonna die soon because he's far away from his signal. Oh. <laughs> well, the uh, the collector doesn't seem to mind people being dead. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, does that mean then that the Chitauri are nearby? Like close enough that he gets a signal, but maybe not close enough that they can track where yeah, he it... is to get him out or something? It de- I, and like, I have no idea how far that signal goes. It might... Um... I mean, I guess it might be infinite if, as long as the ship that they came from isn't blown up. Because that's what happened mm-hmm. to the Avengers that turned them all off. He might come from another ship. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, good point. <laughs> uh, but we also, uh, we also in there see a cocoon. Yeah. Uh, do you know whose cocoon that is? Supposedly. It's a- Supposed to be, I think, Adam Warlock, but since we see him later in two, yeah. I'm yeah, not entirely sure. Cocoon. Yeah, okay. but so that's making me think maybe it's uh, a cocoon from I forget the gold people's name in two, but it might be a cocoon from the... them, but not Adam Warlock. Um, I think it's uh, <laughs> hang on, think, 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 think. <laughs> oh, it's... It's I just two. watched that movie. I actually did too. Right after I watched this, I watched the second one, but I can't remember. I can never remember. <laughs> I can't names. remember. I can't remember. Yeah, but the yeah they say they are grown in cocoons. So yeah, originally when they started doing this, it was supposed to be Adam Warlock, but we know it's not. Mm-hmm. We have to have Hella come into his office and go fake and just knock it over to retcon like they did with the <laughs> gauntlet. All right, I'm I'm uh, scraping the bottom. Uh, Al, do you have any more? Uh, you know I have one, but this one I really should wait for that post credit yeah. scene. So uh, no, no, yeah. I'm out. I'm feeling the, the same sovereign. way. The sovereign. Ah, yes, the sovereign. Yeah, those those assholes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, we heard you were conceited douchebags, but really, yeah. you're nice guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, Alicia, bring us into the collector's speech and all that's revealed there. Oh, uh, well, oh, God. Uh, we, um... <laughs> I'm sorry for throwing that on you. (laughs) You threw it on me. I was like, I'm not prepared. Um, (laughs) uh, Crap, I can't. I lost my thing. Where is it? Give me a moment. So we get the backstory, which we knew. Um, God damn it. I had the guy that was the, they talk about that they show. And I don't remember. It is ease on the searcher. Yeah, that guy. I was like, I had his name. I was like, where'd it go? I can't find my note. Uh, yeah, so we get him. Oh, you know what? I think I just found it because I'm an idiot. Um, anyway, so we get uh, Ezon. We get to see Ezon the Searcher, who apparently may have been one of the first, or at least he's one of the people that held the power gem beforehand. Because mm-hmm. we see him with the power gem, and we see the the example of the destruction he caused um, in the during the story that the collector is telling. Yeah, and actually in the comics, he's on the searcher is Quill's grandfather. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, in the comics, his father was uh, is King Jason of Spartax, and Jason Spartax's father is um, he's on the searcher. Which is oh, why so he's... he's actually is supposed to be like part celestial. Yeah, but they went oh, a different cool. way with it. Yeah, because right. in the comics, I mean, we'll talk about this later. Ego is not a celestial in the comics. He's just a living planet. Right. Which, which is still is cool. impressive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. But, uh, let's see. We also get to see the other Infinity Stones, some of them in their actual form we've viewed before, like the Aether and the mm-hmm. Tesseract. But I don't know that we see the other ones, really? No, we just see, like, the crystal versions of them. Probably not to hint yeah. where the rest of them are. Right. Which... Because we're still yeah. missing one. Yep. Yeah. Even by the time this comes out... Our listeners won't know, but if you listen to it a couple weeks after this comes out, they'll know. And we'll know, mm-hmm. and we'll be happy. Yep. yep. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, they find out that the Infinity Stones are six singularities, which makes no sense since isn't a singularity mean single, which means one? I'm. Oh, well, yeah, well, but uh, six a black hole is technically <laughs> called a singularity, and there are yeah. more than one of that, so. That's true. <gasps> is that where the last Infinity Stone is? In the middle of a black hole? That oh, would... God, I hope not. <laughs> no. That would make no sense in the context of the MCU. Right. But it makes sense from the name. Um, yeah, and then they're just like, ooh, ah, it's so powerful. And then Kira, what's her name? Uh, Kar- Karina. Karina um, says, uh, screw this, I'm not going to be a slave anymore, and touches the Infinity Stone. Right, she grabs it. I was wondering why she couldn't drop it. I'm like, um, let go, dude, let go! <laughs> Stop I don't the know. burning! I, I'm not 100% sure, like, when, even when Quill touches it at the end of the movie, he's so, like, frozen by the power, maybe, like, for all the energy going through him. Mm-hmm. I don't think with the other ones he would have been able to let go of it. You well, my husband said it's probably like an electric current, the yeah, like one of the, the ones about. where you can't you can't let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she explodes, and we get this really cool shot of Groot and Rocket jumping out of the way. Right. Um, one thing to worry about, especially on the uh, eve of Infinity War coming out, Woo! did 
<laughs> did the aether um escape since it's kind of a fluid if that container right? cracked we have no yeah. idea where that is because we don't actually know that it's in his collection in the in that same room he might have it like further down in like a special vault sort of thing but we don't yeah. know exactly where that is because we never see him put it anywhere mm-hmm. so yeah i'm i'm worried well, mm-hmm. not really. If it's gone, then Thanos can't get it, so I'm a little less worried. And we sure. know he gets it. Yeah. How how does he get the fluid into the gauntlet? I mean, it, you can't touch that. I'm very confused. Right? <laughs> I think, you know what? This might be another problem with Thor the Dark World. Don't want to throw mm-hmm. us all the way back there. <laughs> <laughs> but making a stone liquid, not the best idea. Or fluid, right. not liquid. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get a little funnel, and then you... You put it into a little ball, and then you toss it in the freezer <laughs> for a little it? while, right? Yeah. And then it's Even solid. Even good nitrogen then, freeze that crap. And then you, like, flash freeze it, or flat, flash fry it, you know, like a... Like oh, a well, no, the flash is in a different universe, so that won't work. <laughs> well, you know, you do, like, a, oh, what is it? Uh, deep fried ice cream, right? And so, so now mm. you have something that might be a little solid. How so is maybe, that, by the way? Has anybody tried that? Oh, it's freaking delicious. Is it? I've always wanted to try it, but I'm never in the fair when it's going on, and I'm like, ah. Yeah, no, I had a friend who made it once for a big dinner thing we were having, and it was a delight. Uh, Ah. Right. Yeah, but anyway, that's how you make a liquid Infinity Stone into a solid Infinity Stone. All right. Makes sense. If I don't see... We're going to have to keep that for our prediction episodes of... um, how, how, uh, War. Oh, they get, they I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> I'm going to edit this out, and that will be my question, and then that will be my answer because I'll make sure I answer first. Ha-ha. <laughs> no, it won't be my answer, and I won't edit this out because <laughs> I'm lazy. <laughs> but we can still talk right. about it. Yeah. All right. Um, and then they realize, crap, this um stone cannot fall into the wrong hands. Right. And Quill's like, we need to save the galaxy. <laughs> It's like, save what? it! Save it! What has a galaxy ever done for you? Why would you want to uh, save it? Because I'm one of the idiots living on it! <laughs> uh, That's a good so exchange. Right? I love that exchange. He's like, we could sell it, and then and then Gamora's like, we can't let it. And he's like, well, we could just find somebody that will buy it that won't use it. <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. just. No! No! <laughs> someone, someone nice. Someone who's right. not blue or purple. Right. Not to be racist, but... <laughs> no Ronin, no Thanos, no Smurfs, and no Barney. Otherwise, we're fine. Right? You know, they never tried to sell it to the Nova Corps, right? I mean, they, they could have given that a shot if they wanted to just give it to them anyway. Isn't there, well, they might have, like, a guns for cash kind of program going. <laughs> Infinity Stones for... What right. do you trade for uh, planets? It'll give you a whole planet? I don't know. Right? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's what um, uh, Thanos was doing with Loki. He's like, I will give you this planet if you give me that Infinity Stone. Right. Or pretty much an army, but in their mind it was the same thing. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, and then uh, while this is all happening, uh, Drax is making connect- a collect call. Al, you right. want to tell us about that? <laughs> a collect call. He, yeah, he's collecting that call, all right. <laughs> hey, he did not pay for it. No, it must be collect. 
that's true. Uh, yeah, so he, uh, you know, he goes into that room. He he calls Ronan directly. I, I don't really <laughs> quite know. He blasts a, a message out there. Uh, I know, mean, he goes it, on and on. It's kind of mm-hmm. like me getting on the phone and like, like calling Putin directly. Um, I don't think that's something you can just do. <laughs> okay, well, I maybe his years of trying to kill Ronan, he, he found the phone number somewhere. It was on a post-it note on someone's shoe, and it fell off, and then he found it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he, he calls him. He, he gives his whole, you know, spiel. My name is Inigo Montoya, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and, and then eventually Ronan shows up and uh, very, very easily uh, beats up Drax. Right. Yeah, he it's like Ronan's no more annoyed. Yeah, he's more annoyed by Drax than actually fighting him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It's like you're yeah, a mosquito. This is the only time we actually see how much of a badass Ronan is, mm-hmm. because I mean we know pretty much everyone's afraid of Drax. We see him as a character; he's you know really strong and all that. But he dodges this punch from Drax without even looking. Like there right. might have been a mirror nearby, but he <laughs> he just knew he was there. And then he's just holding Drax up with one arm. That is, that is something. Yeah, it, yeah, and, and then we get the uh, heartbreaking exchange that uh, Ronan doesn't even remember killing Drax's family, right? Which Oof. is just like that's more that's just as evil as killing his family. They're not even worth being remembered, right? <laughs> well, uh, going back to his strength too, uh, I think the the reason they showed so much strength comparison to between Ronan and Drax is because they needed a reason for Ronan to be able to hold the stone. Yeah. They needed oh, to yeah. show that he was yeah. powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you need him stronger than Drax because we need a reason for Drax to need the Guardians. Right. I mean, if he could just kick Ronan's ass right there, first of all, it's a terrible ending to a movie. But also, <laughs> he wouldn't need to team up with the rest of the people. True. Yeah. So, you know, of course, with Ronan comes all the Necrocraft and the Sicarians in it. And we get a space pod chase, which is better Bumper than the pod cars! race. Bumper cars with stormtroopers, they can't hit anything. <laughs> like, no, it, I mean, this one... one's bumper cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. This one is super bumper cars. It was fantastic. Uh, but I'm just thinking, like, how bad shots are you when there's a part where Rocket... It's flying in the ship straight at them. Right. And they can't hit them. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Missing all over the place. So I was wondering, what what is their plan? Because as soon as the Guardians see the Necrocraft and everything, they kind of run, automatically run to some of those mining pods. Or Rocket, Gamora, and Star-Lord. All three of them get into separate pods. Mm-hmm. What are they doing was their plan to just escape or yeah. to shoot them down I, I, didn't, I didn't quite figure that out uh they actually <laughs> say it they, oh they did oh, yeah uh, uh quill tells rocket to basically distract or help keep the the necroplasm ships away from gamora until she can get to milano Oh, yeah, oh so they were it. heading to the Milano. Mm-hmm. That, like that was the end goal. Oh, that was yeah. the end goal. Well, she is, and they're the distraction <laughs> because yep. the the stone is the most important thing to keep away from them. Obviously, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. 
I do like when they can bring something unique into an action scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quill crashing the pod into a Neckercraft and then using the pod to drive another ship. Right. Was something I had never seen before. <laughs> Let me borrow your ship. <laughs> a ship driving a ship. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And then, uh, yeah, we get a cool scene and we get a little exchange between uh, Nebula and Gamora. With Nebula saying all dramatically, out of all our siblings, you're the, I hated you the least. Right. And this is a reference to Infinity War, which we haven't got to, because they're two of his children. He has at least four others, which oh, okay. are the Black Order, his henchmen. In uh, I War. wondered. Yeah. It's like, how many children did he kidnap? Because oh, let's face it, he kidnapped six. them. Oh, yeah. I mean... I mean, uh, Gamora says in this that uh, he killed her entire family right. before he took her in. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so right after that part where, uh, where um, you know, Gamora's ship gets blown up and, and everything, I, I have a whole problem with that scene where, where Star-Lord gets out of his pod to, to go get her. Right. And then they just stay there. Right! Like, th- this makes me feel like if they were stuck in the middle of the ocean after a shipwreck, and the two of them only had one very large piece of wood to float up on, Star-Lord <laughs> would probably die because that large piece of wood wouldn't be able to fit the both of them. Oh, my God. No, seriously, oh, well, though, I had so many issues with that scene. I was like, why not just take her to the ship? Her body mods will keep her alive for a few more minutes. You can stick her in the ship that you can't be in. Yeah, You can grab her little arms or something, like with the little arms and fly her back or something right? like that. Right? I was like, how yeah. does this make sense? Yeah, I mean, this is... Uh, I mean, it's supposed to be as heartfelt as when Fitz uh, sacrificed himself for Simmons at the bottom of the Fitz! Uh, but... I still don't know what happens to him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and we're doing all these extra episodes, so it's going to be longer. I no. know. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> I want to watch season two so badly. I'm like, I can't. I have to wait. Uh... <laughs> um, yeah, but also it's lucky that Quill is half celestial. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise he'd probably be dead. Yep. Well, he w- they were only out there for like what a minute. Yeah, but I mean, I I've never been in outer space and don't know many people who have. But I don't think <laughs> humans can last very long out there unless we can. you have the force. Uh, uh, the problem is breathing. Yeah. As long as you can hold your breath, oh. you can stay out there for a few minutes. But without anything, I mean, it's gonna be really cold mm-hmm. and you're gonna damage yeah, your skin no. a little bit. Otherwise, my understanding was with the um, vacuum outside of space. If you have any um, air in your body, it would try to escape. Like that's actually been disproven. That was a yeah. okay. that was a thing well, that got disproven. So so it it does try, but our body is able to keep it in. Yeah. So okay. you do kind of swell up a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, you uh, you don't do like it your, like your as blood. much you as you mm-hmm. think, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You you can yeah you can survive a couple of minutes. You're just you're you're probably gonna freeze to death. Is yeah. what yeah. it comes down to. Fair, fair. I did not know that. But okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, he calls uh, Yondu, who arrives really quickly. So right. Well, we'd already seen him on nowhere, right before. Uh, ha- uh, yeah. When he mm-hmm. when we see uh, Ronan show up, you hear Yondu yeah. go. Boy, don't you run from me! You're right, you're right, you're right. Okay. So, he's just lucky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, they, they get picked up by um, 
by Yondu and the Ravagers. Right. And have a and... heartfelt, touchy scene and before they get invaded by Yondu and the Ravagers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get uh, the scene with Groot, Rocket, and Drax like, landing after the chase. And the Groot pretty much saving Drax from drowning in that yellow goo, which is probably like spinal fluid or something. From it's the something. I, w- I was like, what is that crap? I don't want to know. It's something that's rotten for half a billion years. Oh, oh, I didn't think of it as being rotten. Oh. Well, yeah, oh. because they they mine the head, so it's all bodily fluids and stuff from the um, from the celestial. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought it was like some fuel or something. I didn't think it was actually part of the celestial. Uh, I feel like it probably was. <laughs> anyway. oh, oh, that makes it so much worse. Yeah, um, I like, uh, after that they're deciding, kind of deciding to go and save Quill and Gamora, but uh, Rocket's uh, thing's like, oh, boo-hoo about all the dead people, and Groot's reaction, oh! <gasps> right? <laughs> I giggled so hard, was Groot's like, oh! he's like, oh, boo-hoo, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, yay. Yeah. Again, I'm wondering how long Groot and Rocket have been friends because right. this sounds like something that uh, Rocket wouldn't be afraid of saying. Right, but the problem is, how many people does he encounter with dead people that they hang out with? It's true. I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it's just the two of them, um, I mean, I would assume they've been together for quite a while because remember in the in the last part when we saw how many times they've escaped from prisons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what was it? Rocket was 22, and I want to say Groot was 15 escapes from prison. Yeah, something like that. So they've been together probably 15 prison escapes worth of time. Right. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that comes out to. True. Yeah, because I don't think Rocket's intelligent enough to... I'm not Rocket. Groot's intelligent enough to escape on his own. Unless it's, like, literally a fence and he can walk over it. Which is possible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we get a quick scene of Ronan saying, screw you to Thanos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you cannot call me boy. Call me boy one more time. Oh, wait, no, that's right. Hamilton. Oh, wait. <laughs> so it's, it, it kind of, kind of, um, I don't want to say worries. It, it, I'm a little disappointed, I guess. It, the fact that at the end of this movie, Ronan uh, dies. Spoilers, sorry. <gasps> uh, but... It, just because I really want to know what Thanos would have done. Because, you know, he plays it really cool when He would have when Ronan, the star you know, in your up. blood. Right. Yeah, all of that stuff. <laughs> right? But but, but I, 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 I want to know. I, I, I really wish he would have just ended up with that and just kind of ended up on his own, you know, couple of planets somewhere off to the side, somewhere else. And then, then maybe that's like the opening scene of Avengers Infinity War of Thanos just saying, no, Ronan, this is mine now. Mm-hmm. Although that mm-hmm. might still happen with the Nova Corps. Well, but, uh, yeah. yeah, it's actually, it's probably going to happen with uh, Loki, honestly. <laughs> I know. Nope, nope. I have a theory. I have a theory on that oh, one. Hold it. We're going to have a, we haven't told the listeners yet, but we're going to have a uh, Infinity War prediction episode. Yes. We're going to hold that. Yeah. <laughs> but we know from the official trailer that, Thanos is holding it out to somebody. So, or not Thanos. Loki's holding out the Tesseract to somebody. Right. So, I feel like he's going to get it. At least how he gets it, we'll at least explain in a couple episodes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, um, I'm happy and disappointed that we never found the last Infinity Stone in Thor's hammer. Like, that was actually one Right, of my I was happy too, because we had the- three from them. Yeah, but I was more thinking that now there's an Infinity Stone in Ronan's hammer, and that's just too many hammers. You can't hide Infinity Stone in the same place. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am disappointed that um, th- when Ronan put the Infinity Stone into his hammer, he did not say, now it's hammer time. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> put, put the womp womp sound effect right there. Just mm. slide it right in. Womp womp womp. <laughs> I'll You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. And then we go to uh, Yondu ship. Yondu! The Ravager ship. Yep. Uh, I didn't sick. really talk... Yeah, I don't think we really, really talked about Michael Rooker last time. We might have. Um, he's like James Gunn's best friend. They've never done a movie apart... Like, he's never done a movie without Michael Rooker in it. Mm-hmm. The guy who plays Yondu. And uh, if you haven't seen any of James Gunn's other movies, like Super or Slither, he was also in... Um, the Walking Dead, that's where he's gotten his biggest break. He was in a few seasons of that. Actually, a pretty good character, but like everyone else, spoilers, he didn't make it very long. <laughs> <laughs> now we, um, Yondu's also a character from the original Guardians of the Galaxy, the Guardians of the Galaxy 3000. Right. From the 1960s. 1969 is when they premiered. Yeah, they um, who will actually get more of those original Guardians in Guardians Volume Two. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and then we get the. (laughs) I know, right? (sighs) Uh, we get the best um, tandem over L scene when they show up with Drax on a gun on top of the um. Right. uh, A gun of my own design. (laughs) The Milana. On top of the Milano. Yeah, the Milano. Thank you. Yeah, and it's like, you have the count of five to hand over Quill. It's like, how the hell is he supposed to count, hand him over in five seconds? <laughs> Good question. Which is, I think, what Quill yells about. He's like, dude! Dude! And then after that stunt, for some reason, the Ravagers just, like, let them have a little room and hey. hang out. I don't actually know if they're on the Milano or if they're on the Ravager ship after that, when they have they're their They're on the Ravager ship. Yeah. So it's just let them, let them hang because you know they didn't double tr- cross some of them double cross them and some threatened to blow up the ship and whatnot. Right. Just leave them unguarded. It's not a big right. deal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean they've already decided to work together, yes. right? So I guess they're trusting enough. Yeah. Well, they've got twelve percent of a plan. Yeah. Again, what's that number, Alicia? Twelve <laughs> percent. You have twelve. Another reference to twelve in the MCU. Yes. For some reason. <laughs> For some reason. I'm trying to think. It's like, uh, I thought the 12th movie in the MCU was going to be really significant, and then it turned out to be Ant-Man. So I don't understand what the point I of I still think is. that was kind of significant in the grand scheme of things. Oh, I, I loved Ant-Man. I but... did too, surprisingly, because I hate, I hate Hank Pym. Yeah. For for good reasons, if you read For good reasons, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we'll get there. And actually, we've got a lot of TV shows to cover between this and um, 
Age uh, Age of Ultron and Ant Man. So we'll see we? when we get there. Let me find out. Yeah, we've got. Well, I'm not sure the exact number, but we've got half of um, for season two of Agents of Shield, and then all of Agent Carter, then more of Agents of Shield. We've got all of Agents of Shield season two, and except for like two or three episodes. No, because no, it, we have all of happening. Agents of Shield, all oh. of Agents of Shield season two. And I might have to look at the schedule well, again. Yeah, I'm the... looking at it right now. That's how I'm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I might have to re-edit the schedule because there are a few episodes since there's a slight crossover. There are a few episodes that belong oh, after Age oh, of Ultron. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, there well, are yeah. two epi- There are three episodes after Age of Ultron, but right okay. before Ant Man. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. So there are a few episodes. Good. Yeah. I didn't screw up the schedule. Nope. <laughs> that makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. We have. Uh, we only get eight season. Uh, sorry, eight episodes of Agent Carter and thirteen episodes mm-hmm. of Daredevil between the those. Oh, so Daredevil's whole... in there too. Yep. Shite. Yeah. So right. there's there's a lot going on in there, and it makes me a little sad because that's a long way <laughs> off from rewatching Ant Man. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, back to this. We're only halfway through this movie. So <laughs> before we talk about the future, in the future, in the or, future, in the past, but really far away, like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me, um, Groot and Rocket are like the perfect like modern day Han and Chewie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I want to see a Han Solo kind of gruff like Rocket. Maybe not as murdery. But a young Han Solo should act a lot like Rocket does in this. Right. And then uh, we get the best inspirational uh, speech, I think, in cinematic history. When I see you, (laughs) I see losers. (laughs) But yeah, people who lost stuff. If I was given an inspirational speech, I would probably give one similar to Quill. Because, you know, I don't talk real good like you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And yeah, then, and then, and then... Um, oh, I lost my notes again. No, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> they slowly uh, start standing up and saying they'll stand with Quill and the Ravagers. Right. And most of them, this is the moment. I mean, this is a space opera and the space adventure, but this is the moment, in my opinion, they become actual superheroes. Right. Right here, everyone, even Rocket, who decides yeah. to stand up with them. He's like, now we're like... just, just now we're standing like a bunch of jackasses. Mm. Yep. <laughs> All right, and then I think we'll uh cut us off there unless there's anything else in this section of the movie we want to talk about. Mm, I forgot to talk about Rocket kicking the grass. I thought Groot would be more offended by that, but I was surprised he wasn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think a grass to Groot is almost like an ant to us. They're non-intelligent. They're super tiny and. Things walk on them all the time. It's probably not that big a deal. I was going to say, uh, I think you're wrong about the intelligence thing. Have you seen how ants are? Like, seriously. Okay. Ants ants can't be... I, I'm, maybe I'm a soulless person. I don't feel bad if an ant dies. Oh, no. I'm with you there. I don't like them, but I like to watch them. Yeah. Which is weird. I, wa- I have a no, watching I, yeah. YouTube channel for it. I, have a, I had an ant farm when I was a kid. So... I, I respect ants, actually. Uh, if When I was a kid, I read Animorphs. I love and Animorphs. You, ever, <laughs> you read the series, the kids, when they turn into animals, get the instincts of the animals. Right. And when they turn into an ant, they got overwhelmed by like the drone mind of an ant. So ants actually terrify me. Just like the, the idea of you being a drone and not having control or anything. The idea uh, of that. 
Like, the ants don't actually terrify me. I'm not going to freak out if I see an ant. Right. Clarification. I need to let you guys know. <laughs> but the idea of being an ant is ter- terrifying. Fair enough. On that note, let's wrap up this episode before I just continue to ramble. Yes. <laughs> all right, sounds good. So, all right, everyone, this was Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2. Listen next week as we uh, finish up the the end of, of this movie, of Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Part 3. Yep. Well, of... of of yeah. episode or of movie one part three we, we really got to have a better phrase the, the third anyway the third you know exactly what i mean the original guardians of the galaxy right <laughs> there we go done much better than me <laughs> and as always please remember to follow us on twitter at mcu underscore rewind and please give us a rating on itunes or your favorite podcast app assuming you like this otherwise there are ravagers you'll throw ants at me <laughs> oh dad i didn't think about that one i could do that but all right, and this is Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Guardians of the Galaxy 1, uh, Part 2, signing off. Have a marvelous day. Stupid.